Welcome to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. My name is Beverly Smith Brown. I am your host. I am, again, excited to be before you all this morning. Um, and our goal is to share the beautiful truth and to keep it raw, naked, and exposed. With that, I want to start with prayer. Um, I truly believe that a, a family that prays together stays together, and I consider you all family. So, again, welcome to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. Let us pray. Whew, we just thank you, Father God, for this day. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you, Father God, for the heavenly angels that encamped around us every day that we send out before us to clear the path. We thank you, Father God, for that blanket of peace and protection that you are putting around those families who have lost loved ones and those families who are going through distress, anyone who have sickness in their bodies, Father God. We just thank you that you are healing them right now. We thank you for what you're doing in the seen and the unseen. We just thank you for all of the community workers and doctors and lawyers that's out there diligently working, Father God. We just give you all of the praise and honor for all of the blessings that you're bestowing upon your people today. And we just thank you that you are blessing this organization, that you're blessing businesses, that you are blessing finances, Father God. And we just give you all the glory again and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yes, this prayer is really important for me um, as it relates to how do we start our day. And that's what I wanted to talk about just briefly um, as we deal with the truth. It's not easy. And I know you all heard the saying that the truth shall set you free. Um, but also, it could be hurtful. It could be hurtful. So that prayer and that time to be able to talk um, to God um, and to go within yourself in that private time is really important. So as we uncover and find out different things about ourselves, it's important for us to take that time out to pray and to meditate and just to give thanks and give, um, you know, just to be grateful for what you do have. Um, and that's that's so important. Um, we are facing the... Um, 
season that the, the holiday season is upon us um, and we do have some families out there that do not um, have the ability to purchase toys or even have a roof over their head so we are excited that we have a show today um, filled with just all kinds of great answers some testimonies we have uh, I call her mama Joe her name is Joe Patterson she is the executive director of parent watch um, she's in the studio and she will be joining me shortly and um, parent watch she worked closely with the families who have been experienced trauma she her office is located in DYRS so she is going to the courthouse with the youth and dealing with the families and all of their issues so I'm excited to have her in the studio with me to, this morning um, to talk um, candidly about uh, the effects of trauma. This is a serious trauma situation. You see that we have lost. Um, they're getting younger and younger, getting shot down in the street. Um, and our youth are witnessing this. You know, it's, you can say, okay, well, not my child. My child is not into that. But if, uh, if Ray gets shot and your child walks in that area, he just witnessed a dead body, that's trauma. That's trauma. So there are some solutions. There are some things that we can do and we can band together. And that's some things that we want to talk about today with Mama Jo. So, so happy to have her. She'll be our first guest. We also have in studio right now, Mr. Carlos Wells. Super excited. He's my brother, my friend. I love him and his wife, Beanie. Um, they're doing some amazing things in the community of racing, as well as he's a roofer. Um, he also have a radio show, Metro Area Grudge, so he have his partner here, and they'll be on the show soon. We also will be joined by, joined with George Mendez. He uh, operates Speed Unlimited, and Mama Safe Haven will be the recipient of their toy drive, so they'll be coming on talking about the importance of giving back to the family. So, again, stay tuned, guys. This is the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. I am Beverly Smith-Brown. And you do not want to miss. Just stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mama Joe. It's that time of year again. The second annual toy drive. Your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And donate all your unwrapped toys. No later than December 20th. It's our second annual toy drive. Sponsored by Urban Style Media. Voxwave.com and Star Imports, the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. Business owners looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Voxwave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Voxwave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the Voxwave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show. 
the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. Welcome back to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed with your host, Beverly Smith Brown. I am excited to be joined by Mama Joe. I love her so much. She's definitely my mentor and just um, definitely um, a rock in our community. Welcome to the beautiful truth, Mama Joe. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be on the program and also with our distinguished guests. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope everyone out there is happy and preparing themselves to continue to be happy by giving love for these holidays. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for inviting me to the program and I look forward for the conversation and to listen. Awesome, awesome. So we again, um, I, was, I was sharing in the first segment just a little bit about what you do. I know you do so much, you know, you affiliated, was affiliated with the Black Panthers um, and just been in the movement and, you know, just for equality for our people. Right. So can you just share a little bit about who you are, your history, and why are you over at DYS and working with parents? Why do you care? Well, I first want to say one of the things that I believe in is that we have to behave ourselves to credibility. We have to behave our way to credibility. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that um, we initiated being with um, DYRS, I have to kind of even go before we talk about the reforms. We all know that uh, special ed, suspensions, expulsions, and truancy had fed our children into the penal system, and even mental health, as strange as it, as it be. Our children have mental health issues, they call the police, opposed to calling for mental health services or putting them in the appropriate um, provider for services. So when we started out with special ed, special ed led us into the Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services because ch our children, and all children have special needs, but let's focus on what happens to our African-American children in terms of special ed. We deal with mislabeling, misdiagnosing, over-medicating, and also mechanisms because we have to learn that every child or every adult learns different. Right. So when we start working with um, trying to transform DCPS with special ed. We had so many children that were being expelled from school. So many parents crying and upset because the school would say they're combative or, or retaliatory or negative because they're trying to get the best for their, for their children. So in that process, we start finding out that DCPS, well, let's just say school systems, period. Let's not just even identify it. They're feeders. It's, it's, it's really amazing. So now they got this new little catch word, pipe, what, pipeline, the, pipeline. the womb to the pipeline, to the pipeline, to prison. Mm -hmm. But for us, that has always been existence. And so then the other part that we look at is 
I've seen so much with children, even in the um, receiving home, or it used to be Oak Hill, they would call and say, Mama Joe, I don't like this medicine, I don't like the way it feels. Now we're not saying that medication doesn't work. We're not saying that psychotherapy don't work and clinicians don't work, but we have to have cultural humility and we have to understand how everyone, every community, every person, every human being sees trauma in their life and, you know, and help remove the stigma. So out of those things that we have seen and all of the pain and hurt of our families and children, no matter beyond the color of the skin, because all hurt, all pain, all poverty, all wealth, no matter who you are, we all have issues. And maybe we want to say problems, maybe we want to say circumstances, but anyway, it all touches all of us. Some of us can handle it, some of us have enormous resources, and as I say to my judges all the time, when your child steal a car or do whatever, do what do you do? You call another judge or you call your resources. Your resources are wealthy. Okay, and it's with anybody that is connected and financially um, has the financial means or those relationships. So when we go back to how we got to DYRS, we started with reforms. And Parent Watch, I have to give, believe it or not, Mayor Williams was the first mayor that initiated Parent Watch going into the facility. And I often say sometimes they invited me in because of being on the out. You know, when you're on the out, you got, you know, you're just very powerful. You like, you this, you this, you this, you this, and we're going to bring you down. We have riots out in front of the building. So they had enough, I would say we all had enough sense to come together, and Parent Watch was um, placed into the Youth Service Center to reform Oak Hill, which we know was very bad. We knew the receiving home was very bad. We don't even need to remember the conditions because mm. I'll probably start crying. But then we started the reforms that uh, changed the youth center, the receiving home, to Department of Youth and Rehabilitation Services. And so even in working there, we found out the law. Even as big as we are and intelligent as we are, we don't know all the law. So a lot of our families were met at court with attorneys court-appointed attorneys, and the first thing they say, they haven't even met the family one minute before court. You plead guilty. Wait a minute. Right. You haven't even looked at the case. Mm -hmm. So thank God to uh, Chief Judge Hamilton and the other Chief Judge Rufus King and all the other judges that we have worked with, we began to have parent watch in the facility. At first, we were out doing all of this work, but now everyone is bringing us in because we cannot achieve this goal unless we heal a parent, heal a child, heal a family, and we will have safer community. And if we go back to our ancestors, as we said earlier, and the way we were raised, everybody was everybody's mother and father. Right. Everybody's aunt and uncle was everybody's auntie and uncle. And we need to go back to that. And I'm very concerned. Yes, our, our, our youth have voices. But our youth have to have voices walking in the, the footprints of the ancestors and the legacies and the values of their families and children because we letting that get away. And now our youth are beginning to think that they don't have to respect the elder and that they can talk to the elder any kind of way. So we have to make sure that we teach that appropriate. And we're also working with the systems of care, which is child welfare system, DCPS, family court, and of course, the Youth Service Center. And I might have left something out. Oh, Officer Ossie, Officer Superintendent for Special Ed. 
And so we have to make sure that when we do this work with families and children, recognize the multiple people and persons and things that touch our children and families. And never let anyone say that a parent is a bad parent or we get at tables and they say they're privileged or they're begging. And you know, it just hurts me to hear these conversations because if we go back to slavery and try to figure out we couldn't read, we couldn't write, they said we were ugly, they said we, all kinds of things, but they always wanted us to take care of their children, raise their children, take care of their homes, feed their families. So from that point, hey, wait a minute, parent watch and bring a parent, there's a value in families. There's a value in the African-American families, and we need to embrace that. And then going to the trauma piece, we have so many young people. We got innocent children getting shot and killed. Is that a norm in our community? If we think about it, yes. But is it a norm in terms of the clinicians, the psychiatrists, and people have to bring the services in our community? They have to be trauma-informed care in our communities different. Not that we want to be like that, but it's like we're walking numb. Our kids are not put in safe places. Our families are not put in safe places. You got to still stand in the very space and house where the incident happened. Yeah. So again, trauma is across the board. And so we have to really, really pay attention to how we approach trauma and culturally and not by the color of skin, but the value of that community, the beliefs of those communities and how they're being brought up in their neighborhoods. That is all, well, thank God for you, you know, to be able to articulate that in that way to be able to reach so many people, you know, and it's, it's a blessing to be able to reach those who's going through it and to be able to advocate those for those and be able to recognize those different systems and how to get through and, and hold their hand at the same time, you know, and it's, it's again, it's, it's such a, a blessing to know you and to have you for our community. And it's important, uh, one of the things that I truly appreciate is your leadership in, in creating other leaders, you know, and um, I been meeting with you, love you so much, and one of the main things that uh, stuck out to me in our conversation is the impact statement. Yes. And at first when I heard you say impact statement, I, I heard I, I heard you say it. Um, you know, we're on a trauma response team yes. together, yes. so we have other talk conversations, and that impact statement just stuck with me. Yes. Um, recently, uh, it hit home for me. I was just, you know, sister just lost two sons 25 and 26 was murdered in the streets of dc within two weeks of, this, of each other um and and uh the services that's out there um just like what you stated my sister's back in the house um a block away from the incidents happened there were threats being made and there's no services in place um when you spoke of that impact statement i thought you know now is a good time of you know when if, when will it be a good time that's right. right it's it's so um, devastating to have a life that young, 25 and 26, to be snatched away. Right. Um, and all of my nieces and nephews, they all grew up like brothers and sisters, so they all been affected by it, you know, um, you know, not being able to sleep and things like that. But I think that it's important for us to put those things in writing. That's right. And that's what that impact statement is, right? Can you share a little bit about that impact statement? Uh, to me, it's just a, a nice word for conviction. 
And I think that when we look at impact statements and numbers and surveys, they do it with data, but it's not accurate data. No offense to researchers and evaluators and things like that, but they don't actually articulate the process of what happens to our families and our children. What happens to our families and children when they go through a system that is not parent or family friendly? So the impact statement has always been, to me, something that you create that whatever, and we're not going to say topics because we're talking about real children, real parents, and real families. Yes. But we're talking about impact statements based on if you work with that family, that's why I call it impact. You, you, I don't care what degree you have. You can't, you can't tell me after I done walked through the process with a family after I've walked through a process and seen the failure of the system, after I've walked through a process and I see social workers, and everyone, as my son's father always say, is good and bad in everything. So I'm only speaking to those who do not have the real compassion and the real ethic or, or the integrity to work with these families without being judgmental. Right. Without ridiculing it, and I mean, sometimes I I be in family team meetings, and after the meetings, oh, did you see the ring she have on? Did you smell her breath? Wait a minute. Aren't we prepared to work with the target population that we are serving? Aren't we supposed to be prepared to recognize the trauma, the brokenness, and the pain that you might be hiding? But theirs happen to be, as you think, display because they're coming to get help from That's you. Right. You know, so I, I just feel that until we can groom a system and groom persons and groom, you know, all of us that are highly educated, if we're highly educated and we don't know how to care about people, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. If we're highly educated and we're not in the business of elevating those who we think that are beneath us, mm -hmm. there's something wrong with this. Right. I'm not trying to go all the way into religious things, but we can look at Gandhi, we can look at MLK, we can look at, we can even look at Barbara Streisand, Marilyn Monroe, whoever you want to look at. But the bottom line is why, and I get very, um, I don't even want to say emotional because I, I think I have a lot of emotional intelligence, but I hurt because of the criticism and how persons that are in positions to help our families and children, and they want to ridicule, why are you in this work? Why, why are you a social worker? Why are you a director of human services? Exactly. Why are you a judge for justice? I tell my judges all the time, go to law school, but practice justice. What's the purpose of us having all of these accolades, including me, including me? All of my successes mean nothing if people are still struggling. If I go out and get in my car and I drive past a mother with four kids, no gloves, no snowsuit pants, how can you feel good about that? So, you know, I, I just want everyone to understand that the trauma that you think that they're feeling, you should be traumatized every time you see it. So you should be ill. You should be sick. You should be getting therapy on why you can't react to that. Mm. Why you can't fix that. Why you don't want to fix that. We all got to pay rent. 
We all got to pay bills, but just think about it. If we do a powerful impact statement, what do you think impact statements do? I always say it impacts the heart, no matter how hard the person is. So when I say to you and the history of Parent Watch, that's what we do. Some people say, uh, uh, go to war and take no hostages. But what you do is you call them love notes. But they're not love notes. They're impact statements to challenge you for what your call is to do something. And I'm going to call out Office of Attorney General, do something. Children get shot right at, at the apartment building or a place, and you have all this crime victims money or whatever you want, Justice Department. I'm calling all of you out. Let's do something to put our families after their victims. What is the crime victims for? Because am I, am I getting it wrong? Somebody call in or something and tell me what is it for? <coughs> we have uh, persons that commit crimes that pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. We don't have the resources. I had the opportunity to meet Sandra Levy. She fought for her daughter, but she still felt the same pain as a poor mother because they called her, her daughter a prostitute and called all these. But guess what? She pulled herself together, mobilized, and made an impact statement and sued the city. Mm. They're not calling her daughter no whores and things no more. So, you know, we have to, we just have to say things, as I said earlier, behave your way to credibility. Mm. If you don't want to lose your job, maybe, you know, pull them to the side and say, I don't want to say it in a meeting, but look, this is not right. Yeah. You know, don't get upset because someone calling you out. Don't get upset because advocates come with a family. And then you want to challenge them and retaliate against them because they, they want some support. Yes, you do an impact statement and you take the truth and that's the impact. And no matter what their data says, no matter what their research says, you got the true story and that is the impact. Awesome, so awesome. You know, with that charge, you know, great leaders create great leaders. And she has given me a charge for this impact statement. So I want to invite uh, mothers and concerned citizens out to a mother's love dinner that we're yes. doing this evening yes. at 5 p.m. Uh, we are encouraging everyone to come out and write your impact statement. And we're going to collectively do an ask of what we need. Um, but that um, if you want to be involved and be a part of this impact statement, you can send your, write your impact statement and send it to info at mamasafehaven.org. Um, and you can also give me a call at 202-903-5122. Uh, we, this dinner tonight is really an opportunity for us to wrap our arms around moms and, yeah. and, and community who have been affected by this trauma of losing a loved one. Um, to the gun violence or mass incarceration is, is serious. Right. It's, it's, right. it's a revolving door. So it's so important for us to come together, put our resources together. So we definitely, uh, Mama Safe Haven is a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So we're always open for uh, your uh, sponsorship donations um, to assist us in what we're doing in the community. Exactly. Um, and uh, with that being said, we, we definitely have some people in the studio mm -hmm. who is dedicated to that. Um, appreciate you so much, Mama Joe, for being here. And don't forget about the mass incarceration of the mind mm. and how children are walking around in the community, not even behind bars, but locked down. Yes. 
Thank well, you. We, I'm going to have you stay here for a minute because we're going to bring in a Washington, D.C. native, uh, Mr. Carlos Wells. So if y'all just give us one minute, we'll be right back with Mama Joe and Carlos Wells. Thank you all. naked and exposed um, we just left a, a, a very informative um, segment with mama Joe just talking about the importance of you know just giving back and being there and and giving from your heart um, so now we have joined with us mr. Carlos Wells hey, yes yeah, so Carlos um, I shared a little bit in the intro about you but I want to allow you to just introduce yourself tell everybody who you are and what you do well, I'm Carlos Wells from Metro Ray Grudge. Um, we own a um, drag race promotion company, and we um, we drag race throughout the country. Um, <clears throat> our main focus is just, just to put on drag racing events in the, in the DMV area, and uh, you know, bring um, awareness to it. Um, one of my main focus was, you know, to bring people. We did an event. I'm gonna share this little story. We did an event down um, Howard the Yale. Okay. Um, we did a music video shoot with uh, Wisdom Speaks and uh, Familiar Faces. Okay. So when we was down there, we was down there a couple of hours, and um, so many people came up to us. They never saw drag racing cars before. I think we had a drag racing bike down there. Mm -hmm. They never saw that before. So the thing was just to show people in the community that you know people in our race do that kind of do that kind of racing yeah you know because a lot a lot of people you know we didn't we didn't done events and we didn't done stuff in the schools and mm -hmm. kids they said man you know i didn't know black people race cars right you know and, and that's crazy but but you know so w when that happened i said you know what we got to bring 
bring more awareness to the community mm -hmm. that you can you can go outside your comfort zone and you can achieve anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't have to worry about just playing basketball and football That's right. or, or running track or rapping. You know, it's a lot of other stuff that you can do to become successful. That's right. You know, so that's that's what we started focusing on more more doing that than than just concentrating solely on racing because if you if you look at our our form of racing, we call it grudge racing. Mm -hmm. It can't get off the chain. Okay, you know we we get clean out the box, so <laughs> we we kind of try to downplay it a little bit. It do get a little crazy, but you know, but at the end of the day, it's still we can argue and fuss and fight. But at the end of the day, we still family. That's right. At the end of the day, that's so. awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I and then when you shared that story, I thought about how I met you, Carlos. You know, I got to share that story. Right. Right. So. Um, I'm an author. I have my book entitled He Kept Me. Um, I do a lot of book talks in schools. Um, so in Southeast, they have a celebrity, uh, celebathon. They want the celebrity, want people to come out and read a book to the youth. Um, and I put it out on Facebook. I said, who wants to come out and um, read to the youth? And I didn't even know Carlos. We were friends on Facebook. We had a mutual friend, Dana Dane. Shout right. out to Dana Dane. Right. Um, and I put it out there, and Carlos said he would love to come out and read to the, to the children. So that was the first time I actually met him right. was at Simon Elementary when he came out to do the readathon. Read and um, he's been doing it, what, every year since and brought the car out yeah, to the, the youth. Show. And yep. um, so he's since been out to our community center and, and, and spoke with the youth and always doing things in the community. Right. Um, you're from Southeast, and right. I thought it would be appropriate to have you on just because you're someone we're talking about how trauma. Right. And I'm pretty sure you've seen some trauma. I don't know if you yeah, experienced. Like, I think you yeah. said you lost a, someone. Right. Can you yeah. share any trauma? But you <coughs> made it out, so we want to... Share, share that a little bit. Well, with I don't us. really want to elaborate too much on the trauma because you know I came up in the '80s, right? And I mean during that time we was murder capital, you know, and just to make it through that time was a blessing. But the, you know, I fell short to the street stuff too, mm -hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, I had a good support system. That's it. And That's and, and, and That's you it. know, my mom and dad they still married. You know, I think they married what, 44 years now. Wow. So I had that good support system. And I still am. A lot of uncles and aunts. So the biggest thing was the racing, because mm -hmm. my my dad the one my dad the one brought us into racing, and his his um, brother-in-law got him into racing. Mm -hmm. So on the weekends, you know, during the week we would got to go over there and mess with the cars. It wasn't it wasn't an option that oh we we can't go to the shop or whatever. We had to go. Okay. You know, so what what the drag racing did was. On the weekends, we just traveled all over the place. So we dealt mm -hmm. with different races. We weren't just dealing with our own people. Mm -hmm. We was dealing with different races, and yeah. and it became made us more like a family. Awesome. All right. And then, you know, the, another thing, mm -hmm. too, during those times, the school systems was different because the school system would hold us accountable mm -hmm. for the stuff that we did, especially our, you know, especially your counselors. Yeah. You know, the counselors, you get in trouble in elementary school. I went to Ruth K. Webb over in um, Northeast. And uh, we had a counselor. I ain't gonna never forget this guy named Mr. McKenzie. Mm -hmm. You already knew if you you got in, you getting in trouble. He had a paddle this big. Yeah, yeah. And you had to deal with this dude. Yeah. Then you still had to come home. Yeah. And deal with your mother and father. Mm -hmm. And during that time, my father he was a big dude. <laughs> and you know, then I get whooped by him. I am a mother. Right. And then don't get in trouble in the neighborhood yeah. because your neighbor can whoop you. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot That's of people right. that held you accountable. Yeah. All right. A couple of years ago, maybe about six, seven years ago, I said, well, you know, I'm going uh, to walk away from roofing a little bit. 
and I talked to my wife about it. I said, it's going to hurt us a little bit financially, but I wanted to give back some, so I went to go work in the group home. Okay, so great. I worked for Saga Ventures over in, um, I think I worked, I worked on the CFSA side. Oh, great. And then I went to the DYS side, because they, oh, okay. they was on both sides. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the stuff I saw with those kids, I mean, it was, it was remarkable, right? And I said, man, no wonder the kids act like the way they do. You know, they get, like you were saying, they get misdiagnosed. Yeah. And some of them kids are good kids, but, yeah. but their background, they don't have the support system. They don't mm -hmm. have the family right. behind them and no, and no structure. Right. And then what the system would do, what I noticed, what, what they would do is, okay, I'm going to diagnose you with ADHD, but I'm, gonna put you, I'm just going to put y'all over there and just I'm let, let them worry about y'all. Yeah. But they don't do nothing down, you know, down there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I did that for a couple of years, and I was like, man, that's the problem with the youth nowadays. Mm -hmm. and, and really, you need more strong guys to come in because um, to come in and help some of these, some of these young guys and the little girls too. That's, that's right. Because you need some of the guys to show these little girls, look, exactly. you're beautiful. That's right. You exactly. know, you you can do this. You don't have to to downgrade yourself just to get a man or just to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where the family structure, you know, is, is gone right. and destroyed. That's that's right. So without the family family structure and, and accountability and, and a support system, that's right. us, as, us as a community, and not, and not just black, and not just white, that's everybody, right. we that's all right. destroyed. That's and, that, right. and that's why we got so much, so much stuff going on right now. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's, that's, that's real talk as it relates to that family structure, yes. mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, um, when it takes a village, mm -hmm. right? Because when you look at that gap, you know, I always think about filling in the gaps because you can't teach what you don't know. Right. You know, I grew up, uh, my mom and dad was married, um, but they separated by the time I was two years old. My mom was a single mom. My dad would come around, but he wasn't a disciplinary. Mm -hmm. He would discipline my mom on what we were doing. <laughs> right. I would hear him come and argue with my mother. He would walk right past us, cutting up, and go right. straight to my mother. Right. You know, and my mother would, you know, give us a little food stamp and say, y'all go to the store. You know, right. that was her thing was just to make sure we were happy. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's one of the things as a parent. I love my mom. She did an amazing job. She taught us what she knew to teach us right. and, and filling that gap, right? And, and um, you know, and like you said, not judging those people because, like you said, you had your mom and dad, you had those accountability partners. Mm -hmm. I remember Miss Corey. I went to Davis Elementary, mm -hmm. and I remember Miss Corey and Miss Mills. Miss Corey had this huge red wig and long <laughs> nails, and she wore red lipstick and was, was real tall. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but we knew not to play with her. And I and I I love to talk. I've all I kind of knew I was gonna have a talk show because I love to talk, <laughs> but. I will always get in trouble for talking. She left one of the students in charge and um, she misspelled my name. She spelled my name B-E-R-L-Y. It was like a little doghouse there right in the corner of the, mm -hmm. the box. And um, from then on, she called me Burley and it irritated me. I told her that, I told her that. And she said she did that on purpose because she will wrap the, like you said, wrap those rulers and take me in the room and mm -hmm. spank my hand and, and, and it never felt, I still will talk. Like, it didn't matter. Um, but she told me that. She said, you know, uh, I, and math became my favorite subject. Mm -hmm. I love numbers. Um, and I realized that uh, that accountability was something I was always thriving for. Mm -hmm. She stayed on me. She stayed on me. She knew my name was Beverly, of course, right. but she did that because I always ran my mouth, and I didn't like that. You know, people would call me Bev, and it would irritate me. I'm like, mm. my name is Beverly. Don't shorten my name. Mm. But I say that to say these children out here, they, they want 
that account. They want somebody that cares for them. Mm -hmm. They need that structure, mm -hmm. you know. And a lot of times, I know for me again, um, it was uh, it was easy to kind of get caught in the mix because I was number eight or nine. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom was uh, on drugs. You know, my sister sold drugs, so I had you know I'm number. I have uh, six sisters, and um, so I was the youngest. Um, so when I tell you it's so many children out there that's going through that kind of getting lost in the middle mm -hmm. of it, especially mm -hmm. you the younger one or right. the middle so one true. and you know, especially if you and your sisters look alike, they don't even know your name yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know what that's like. But like when you say that accountability, these our youth, are, they are hungry for it. Mm -hmm. They are hungry for it. So I urge everyone out there, if you see a youth, don't be afraid. They are hungry for it. Mm -hmm. And press through. You know, I, I saw a thing with Martin Luther King. They said that uh, a lady had spit on him or something. And um, he said something nice to her. And the lady came back around, saw him again, and, and thanked him. Because even when they are mean, you know, we're going to do this nonviolence thing. Mm -hmm. Even when you are, when you being uh, hard and, you know, you got this hard exterior, I'm going to still love on you. And I just encourage everyone out there today to just love on our youth, love on these families. These parents are only doing what they know to do and they've been experienced with trauma, you know. Um, uh, Carlos, I know you spoke about your roofing company. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a businessman. This is what can happen. And you are also giving back right. to the community. Yeah. Um, so uh, <clears throat> we're going to go for a short break. But before we do, I want to let you all know that Voxwave and Urban Style Media collaborates for the second annual toy drive. So we have a toy drive here in office. So you can drop off all your unwrapped toys to Voxwave Studio at 4711. Off Place Suitland, Maryland, and that is um, drop-off deadline is December the 20th. So we're doing it big for the kids in the DMV, That's and right. we need your help. Um, and, and super excited. Thank you again, Mama Joe, for Thank coming you. out. Carlos, if you can stay with us, right. we're going to come right back. We're going to be joined with some other awesome people that is in the um, spirit of giving. So stay with us. Awesome.
Your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland, and donate all your unwrapped toys no later than December 20th. It's our second annual toy drive, sponsored by Urban Style Media, Voxwave.com, and Star Imports, the home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. guys welcome back to the beautiful truth raw naked and exposed my name is beverly smith brown i am your host i thank you all for just hanging out with us this sunday morning and we are talking about the importance of giving back in studio we have with to my left we have george we have my buddy carlos and we have dion from metro area grudge welcome to the show guys Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. So I am going to start with you, George. Why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know why you're here today. So my name is uh, George Mandis, and uh, I run uh, a uh, performance shop called Speed Unlimited. Uh, Real close here. We're on uh, Allentown Road right by Andrews Air Force Base. And uh, uh, we sell all kinds of parts for uh, cars, trucks, SUVs, race cars, wheels, tires, pretty much everything for your car. And... uh, um, I'm uh, second generation. My uh, father started the company back in uh, 1967, so we're on our 50, uh, 51st year there uh, at Speed Unlimited in uh, pretty much the same location. We've grown quite a bit over the years, um, but uh, it's really cool to be uh, second generation, be around for that long, and uh, you know, in a business like that. And uh, um, it's uh, neat to be in uh, this community. We've been here the. the almost all 51 years right. and uh, so we know uh, a ton of people in the community we know a ton of customers that have uh, that have come through uh, we've uh, uh, seen multi generations of, uh, of customers uh, fathers bring their kids in um, and their grandkids in. it's really cool to see uh, uh, the youngsters uh, interested in cars interested mm-hmm. in fixing up cars um, course there's a lot that are not interested in that which is a little disappointing but uh, there, there's a good amount that are and, and when the ones that are interested come in uh, it's it's really neat to help them and uh, help them grow their love for uh, racing and, and, and fixing up cars. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, it's definitely a pleasure to have you sure. come out this early on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Truly appreciate you. Glad we were um, invited. Yes, yes, Thanks. definitely. And one of the um, reasons is because you're partnering with Metro Area Grudge yep. um, to uh, support the toy drive. You want to tell us about that, Dion? Yes, uh, we're happy to have um, Mama Safe Haven, as you know, mm -hmm. and Speed Unlimited once again to uh, host the event uh, December 22nd. Mm -hmm. December 22nd, we uh, up until from now until December 22nd, be offering um, the toy drive. You can drop off your unwrapped toys mm -hmm. to uh, George in the shop. Yep, right at Speed Unlimited, drop them off and we'll uh, save them, give them all to. Uh, Mama Safe Haven. We had a huge turnout last year. It was oh it was yes. crazy. Yes. Yes. We, we had one box where we started with, and, and we're hoping to fill this one box. And uh, we had to get, I think, five or six boxes. Right. Then it was overflowing everywhere. Right. So we really appreciate uh, all the support we had last year for it. It was unbelievable. I mean, amazing. Yeah, I know you and your husband uh, took multiple trips just to pick up all the toys. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it was and Metro Air Grudge appreciates uh, uh, George opening up his store mm -hmm. as the central location for that toy drive. Yeah, sure. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So racers uh, of all kinds, please stop by Speed Unlimited and donate. Not, not, and not just the racers. Not just I mean, the racers, anybody right. in the community right. or you find it in your heart just to give back to these mm -hmm. kids because my opinion, every kid on Christmas deserve to have something under the tree. That's for sure. It don't, it don't have to be necessarily what they want, but they deserve to have something under the tree. I, I was watching um, a movie last night, Fred Claus, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he the dude crazy, right? His, his brothers. But it was one thing he did say, he told his brother, which was Santa Claus, he said, man, you know, you was wrong all these years because just because a kid naughty, it's circumstances behind the reason that he was naughty. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't care if you just give him a bat or a hula hoop. Yeah. Every kid deserves something under the tree. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's my opinion. Yeah. Every kid deserves something under, under the tree, and everybody ain't fortunate to do it. And we don't want nobody to stress themselves out about the season because that's ain't what the season is about. That's right. But if you if you able to, you know, just come out. Drop it off. Um, I think we had people last year from out of town mail George yep. toys in. Mm -hmm. Even after Christmas, toys were still yep. coming in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you're out of town, you can mail, mail your toys in. Um, George and him, uh, he'll give you um, the mailing address or um, the shipping address and stuff. Um, and, you know, just, just try to give back. You yep. know, and then if you ain't got nothing to do on December the 22nd, 4 o'clock, we're doing a live show at 4 o'clock there. You can come out and fellowship with us and... Mm -hmm. You know, we have a good time. You can eat. Um, and, you know, just come out and have a good time with it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's definitely um, an honor and a pleasure to be the recipients. Um, you know, Mama Safe Haven, we're a nonprofit organization. We uh, are located in Southeast D.C. We work uh, partnership with the Alliance of Concerned Men. Uh, we're located at 3227 Dubois Place Southeast, and that's Washington, D.C., 219. On um, December the 22nd, we will be at Speed Unlimited with some youth. 
um, and join the festivities mm -hmm. and um, making sure that you come out and you know just see the people who are uh, going through great lengths to make sure that they have these toys. Mm -hmm. December the 23rd, we will be at the Alliance. We need some Santa helpers to help us wrap all of the presents that we're receiving. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were up to about two in the morning. We had a great time wrapping those gifts and making sure um, just like what uh, Carlos and George and Dion said, that make sure every child wakes up to a toy. Um, so if you are someone in need of toys, you can uh, give me a call, 202-903-5122. You can send an email to info at mamasafehaven.org. Um, and we will definitely take down your name, your ages of your children. I know last year we got a lot of toys for 10 and under. Um, so we are requesting this year, if you are in a giving spirit, if you can give to the, um, some older youth, you know, some of the things that the older youth might like. Mm -hmm. I know you already know, um, but we do have some teens that we weren't able to give some to. Mm -hmm. So um, we are uh, in need of those toys, but truly appreciate whatever um, toys you all decide to donate. Um, because again, even though, um, I, you know, when you talk about the naughty children and what someone deserves, they are parents that's gone um, without paying bills to try to get toys for their youth. I mean, literally stressing themselves out to make sure that their child gets something. Um, so uh, if you are that parent, give me a call. If you someone that's in uh, the giving spirit and you have to give, if you want to uh, maybe um, sponsor a family, give me a call. We definitely have a, a, a whole roster of families who are in need and working with Parent Watch and other organizations to make sure that those toys go directly to those people in need. Um, why, I know you did speak on accountability and those types of things, Carlos, but I do wanna just ask, um, so we can encourage those out there, why is it important to give? Um, Let's let be honest, because yes. Dion does a lot of stuff in the community also with the kids. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can just touch a little bit. Um, you guys have really, really emphasized uh, community and, and family and things of that nature. Um, we just, the importance that we feel to give is, is just to show unity, to just to show mm. uh, diversity amongst us all with race, we're, we're in a racing community, what we call a racing community. Mm -hmm. And we're the same, we're, we're, we're the same as a person that may be into horses or mm -hmm. into some other type of sport or something like that. We're no different. They call it, you know, the racing community a little bit dangerous, you know, mm -hmm. little guys a little out there to the left a little bit. But we, we are people of the community. We believe in giving, we believe in giving back. And we just like to take this time in, in December which is Christmas, uh, and do our toy drive. The toy drive will bring people together, fellowship, as Carlos said, mm -hmm. where uh, George opens up his store, him and his dad, and we come together as mm -hmm. one, as a group, as a family for that day, and we all give, mm -hmm. and we all have the feeling of giving mm -hmm. and appreciating each other and all we do. Yeah. It feels great to give, and then the, the smiles on those kids' faces are, are just unreal. That's awesome. You know, it's... it's uh, it's 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 really neat. I know you brought some uh, some children with you last year, and they were all obviously super cute and super happy to be there and and, and happy on. Yeah, it's nothing like know, it you know, with with the support, you know. Yeah. Right. And, nothing and like it just to see a smile on a kid's face. Oh my right. For something you did, you gave. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you if you have it in you, and if you're able to financially, if you can help support this, it, it really means a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think we had like six bikes. 
It, it well, was, I mean, the kids was, rode away with bikes, and <laughs> I mean, we had so many basketballs. Yeah, I think they right. probably started the team out there. Right. Um, it, it was crazy. It was definitely awesome that you the know support, was support able was to there. drop some toys off to a daycare center in Southeast that uh, helped raise my children. So, like you said, that opportunity to give back sure. yep. is is really priceless. I can care less what I receive. I know what I'm gonna give, mm -hmm. and that right there is just a present for me and I know for you all to be able to give is, is just a gift in within itself, you know. And there's a lot of people that maybe in the past haven't been able to give. Mm -hmm. And this opportunity that we're, we're given, I mean, we're hosting this toy drive, mm -hmm. they're able to give for even the first time. Yeah. It'd be their first time, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you see it all over their face. It's like a glow. You know? yeah. Yeah. We, we had, uh, I think, people drive uh, over an hour, I think, to uh, mm -hmm. to get to the show last year oh, uh, wow. just to donate and be yeah. part of it. Yeah. So, it so that was awesome. uh, that was really neat that, mm -hmm. that people you know, from that far away want mm -hmm. to you know, want to help. Yeah. Know, want, want to give back. That's and that, that's really important. Yeah. 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 So hopefully we are uh, touching someone out there as it relates to giving back. Um, we talked a lot about not judging people today, right? Yes, yes. We talked about the importance of unity. Right. Um, on Christmas, December the 25th, I want to shout out Miss Elvira Patrick. Um, yeah, she is definitely uh, uh, someone in the community who's doing great things. And she will be at uh, Mama Safe Haven mm -hmm. on Christmas morning dressed as Mrs. Claus, reading stories to the youth. Oh, and we have nice. parents come and prick up some presents and we have cookies and juice um, so uh, it shout I definitely got shout out Miss Patrick because she is she loves the youth and, and is always open to do great things and we're also um, celebrating Kwanzaa this year okay. so for uh, from the 26th to January 2nd we'll be at the Alliance office and that's 3227 Du Bois Place where we'll be on, um, celebrating the different principles of Kwanzaa and we are definitely uh, open for you all to come out um, and you can reach the Alliance at 202-575-7544. Um, the Alliance of Concerned Men have been in the community um, working with the violence interruptions uh, well, for uh, over 25, 26 years. Um, so definitely want to uh, give reference to those who paving the way for us, Parent Watch, um, Alliance of Concerned Men, um, Parkland Community Center with Ms. Brenda Jones, um, and, and, and want to just really stress the importance of unity, right? Yeah. Even if you don't even have anything to give, even if you are not in need, and maybe you are a single person, and come on out December the 22nd. It's yeah. really good to fellowship. Like I said, I had lost, uh, we lost some people in November. I know, you know, 2018 was a, a tough year for people if you lost someone. So around this time can um, be very sad and depressing for people. I want to invite you to come out. Um, if you, and I know it's short notice, if you want to come out tonight, we have dinner. Uh, we're serving dinner. It's free. We want to wrap our arms around you. Um, also, again, on the 22nd, we're going to be at Speed Unlimited. Mm -hmm. So our address is uh, 4771 Allentown Road in Morningside, Maryland. So we're right across the street from Andrews Air Force Base, oh. right on Allentown Road. Oh. So it's right by the McDonald's and uh, Dunkin' Donuts there. And uh, so if you wanted to drop off toys there, that, that's where to drop them off. If you wanted to uh, reach out if you're not in our area and you want to help out, so you can uh, reach out to me on Facebook, George Mandis, or you can reach out to Speed Unlimited Performance on Facebook, and we can uh, help you arrange that. 
And how can someone get in touch with you, with your roofing company? Can you say something quick about your roofing? <laughs> I'm big on just, you know, because there are people out there. It's the winter time, and sure, people right. need a new roof. Right. Yep. We yep. need roofs yep. out here, guys. Yeah. Carlos <laughs> does some good roofs. He so. does a great <laughs> job. Right. Black-owned business is yep. so important for us to support right. Speed Unlimited. Support local. And, and, and you got to support the local businesses. Yep. Right. So please, do a plug. Yep. Um, the name of my roofing company is uh, Conwell's Management Roof Solutions. Starting January the first, we um we collaborated with an, um, another company, and so the name of the company gonna be Grass Grow Inc. Um, so we trying to expand expand a little bit, a little bit more. So you can contact me at 301-291-8455, or you can catch me on Facebook at Conwell's Management and Roof Solution on Facebook. Um, you can also catch us on Metro Area Grudge. That's our that's our Facebook page, Metro Area Grudge. And, um, any racing information, our upcoming race events, or even other organization race events, you can catch it on there. Or you can go to Metro A Grudge Radio Show. Um, that's our radio show page. Um, any, really, mostly all the information is on that page, I think. That's, you best to go to Metro A Grudge Radio Show page. That's where all the information is at, um, if you got to contact us. Or you can just mention Carlos Wells. Everybody knows him. <laughs> right. Right. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Um, my book and title, He Kept Me, is available on Amazon. It makes a great stocking stuffer. Um, Mama Jo uh, Patterson, you can, uh, she's at Parent Watch, and you can definitely meet her tonight. If you want to come out and meet Mama Jo tonight at 5, we're talking about this impact statement. It's very important for you to write your testimony down. Um, the Beautiful Truth, Raw, Naked, and Exposed is also a documentary. So if you want to share your testimony, we have a camera. We are ready because it's so important for us, those stories, to get out and tell our stories, right? Is the good, the bad. The beautiful truth, we need to hear it. So Mama Safe Haven, you can uh, find us at on the web. That's M-O-M-M-A-S, safehaven.org. Um, and you have the dates, December the 22nd. Hope right. to see you out. Um, and, and it's really important. It takes a village to raise a child. Um, so we don't want to wait for them to get a, a, an adult before we start um, trying to save someone. Let's, let's definitely reach back. Okay, guys, don't turn your nose up. Look down and help someone else up. Okay, guys? Thank you all. I want to give a shout out to Voxway and our producer, uh, engineer, Mr. Ron. He's yeah. over there working his yeah. magic. Truly Thank appreciate you, him. Yeah. Thank you for everyone that's coming out. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity. Yes. We are just blessed. And I just thank you for traveling. Mercy for all the guests, Father God. We just thank you. And we just give you honor. I just thank you that everyone watching is blessed. You continue to do what your heart desires. Trust your gut. Right? Trust your gut, your inner GPS. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all.